Inspiration. Turn up the motivation. You're on the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Zig Ziggler wants you to be your best. Welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. Today we are listening to another part of a recording that Zig titled Thriving in Every Economy. First, we at Ziggler want to take the time to say thank you for making this podcast one of the most popular business podcasts on iTunes. We certainly do appreciate you. So once again, let's turn it up and listen to Zig Ziggler. Let me point out that one of the ways to thrive in any economy, let me point out that 46% of the people who voluntarily leave their jobs do so because they do not feel recognized and or appreciated. We're in a world where a word of encouragement and James Howard, who does a lot of training in this industry and does a lot of an analyzing in different companies, says 93% of all of the people, when they do good jobs, management says absolutely nothing to them. Cheapest motivation in the world is thank you. That was a great job. I appreciate you being with us. You see, uh, 70% of the people leave the job they're on, or fired from it, I should say, because they do not fit in with the organization. Now, when you get somebody who does fit in, who has real ability, and you lose them to replace them costs an awful lot of money. So I'm going to be talking about relationships for the next few minutes. Dr. Dean Ornish of Harvard University says that your relationships are more important to your physical health than the food you eat, the exercise program you're on, and even the genes you've inherited. I emphasize that again because relationships are so enormously important. So how do we go about building relationships? Let me, by way of analogy, a little story that I hope makes the point. It's Friday afternoon. The husband has been gone all week long. He gets there about 5 o'clock laden with a bulging briefcase and heavy luggage. Doesn't want to sit it down and ring the doorbell, so he kicks the door. Now, he doesn't just kick the door. He tries to kick that sucker down. Bang, 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 bang. His wife comes running out. He looks at her. Doesn't sit anything down. Just stands there. And he said, now, the reason I'm late is I've been to a meeting, and I'm really glad I went. Because I learned some things that really bug me. I've learned that around this house there are a lot of rights that I have not been getting. As a matter of fact, I have made a list of them. And the first thing me and you are going to do, woman, is we're going to sit down and talk about these. Because I'm telling you right now, there are going to be some changes made around here. Well, I can well imagine her responding, well, Buster, I didn't go to a meeting. I didn't need to. I don't have the list written out. I didn't need to do that either. I've got them burned indelibly right here in my mind. You come on in. We are going to talk. I agree with you completely. There are going to be some changes made around you, and you're not going to like most of them. (laughs) Now let your imagination soar just for a moment. Don't you know they had a wonderful, magnificent, ecstatic, romantic weekend? Don't you just know that because of all the love and encouragement and compliments they received for each other, that on Monday morning they couldn't wait to go out there and change the world, make it a better place to live. But change it a little bit. Same circumstance, same husband, different attitude, different words. Charles Osgood, the word merchant, says very clearly, Compared to the spoken word, a picture is a pitiful thing indeed. Change the words. 
Husband comes to the door, laden with the luggage, doesn't want to set it down. He gently taps the door. His wife comes to it. He doesn't move. He says, sweetheart, the reason I'm late is I've been to a meeting. And I learned some things that disturbed me greatly. I've learned that in all probability, there are rights around this house and things in your life that I, as a husband, have been neglecting or failing to meet. I want us to sit down and talk. And I want you just to tell me what I can do to become the husband you thought you were getting when you married me and you deserve to have now. I can well imagine her saying, well, I've always been very happy in our marriage, but from time to time I have wondered if I'm meeting all of your needs. Let's do talk. Doesn't need any further conversation, does it? It's absolutely astonishing what happens when you begin to think in terms of what can I do for the other person instead of what can that person do for me. Folks, you really can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Let me also point out that the same philosophy, the same concept works in the corporate world, in the business world, whether it's a small company or a big company. You see, you got two sets of customers in every business. The first set of customers are the employer's employees. They're his first customers or her first customers. And the way he treats them or she treats them is going to play a huge role on how they treat the company's customers. It makes a huge difference when the attitude is there. Now, what I want to emphasize a point is that as an employee, for example, you might not work for your company 24 hours a day, but you represent them 24 hours a day. You heard Brian Flanagan, whom I'm so fond of for many, many reasons, his professionalism, his cooperative spirit, and everything about him I like about Brian Flanagan. Several years ago, Brian came to rang my home, rang the front door, and said, Zig, I wanted to talk to you a minute. I'm resigning from the company, and I just wanted to do it to you personally. I want to tell you how much I've loved being here. I appreciate you. I believe in what you represent and stand for. But, Zig, I've been given an opportunity to do the same thing as a part owner in another company, and I won't have to travel as much. I've never said the following to but one person in my life. We've had other employees that left and came back, and we welcome them back. But Brian is the one and only I have ever said to, well, Brian, if it doesn't work out, I want you to know from me, our door is always open to you. We will welcome you back. Well, it didn't work out. And Brian uh, came back and was happy to be back, and we were delighted to have him back. But let me ask you a question. Why was he offered all of those other deals? Do you think he was offered them because everywhere he went, he said, you can't believe that lousy outfit I work for. And that Zig Ziglar, I wouldn't trust him any further than I can throw a cow by her tail. I mean, he's bad news everywhere. Can't you just imagine another employer saying, hey, you know, that sounds like a guy we'd like to have working for us. Maybe he'd say the same thing about us that he's saying about him. Let's bring him aboard. You know what Brian Flanagan always said? He said, I love Zig Ziglar. I believe in what he represents. I love what he stands for. And he's often said, Zig is the most consistent person I've ever known. 
You see, reality speaks, ladies and gentlemen. We work for our company. We represent our company 24 hours out of every day. Now, if you're not happy there and you're looking for another job, just by all means, do not say anything ugly about your employer. Think of all of the good things. Maybe you've just been downside, but you were there seven years, and for seven years they provided food, shelter, clothing, opportunity, security. Any one of a hundred one of them become a good finder in the truest sense of the word. That's what's going to make a difference. We need in our relationships to be able to get along with everybody. We now live in a multicultural country right here. Even in Tyler, Texas, we've got many different races and beliefs represented. I love the story of the fellow that uh, walked in a bookstore, walked up to the lady manager and said, Ma'am, can you, can, can you tell me where I'll find the book, Man, the Superior Sex? She said, Oh, yes, it's upstairs in the science fiction department. <laughs> Now, as soon as us all, all of us learn there's no such thing as a superior sex or a superior race, we will have made a huge step in building the base to get along with everybody. I got to tell you, folks, the six people who had the biggest impact on my life were all women. I've got that wall of gratitude with 26 men and women on it. Six women had the biggest impact on my life of all of them. Now, suppose I'd been sexist. Do you really think they would have taken an interest in me like they did? I don't think so. I got to tell you, for whatever reason, God has placed minorities in my life big time. Three American Indians had a huge impact on my life. One in my sales career, one in my speaking career, one in my spiritual life. An elderly black lady who spent the weekend in our home on July 4th, 1972 is the reason I am a Christian today. My closest friend for the last 38 years is a Jew from Winnipeg, Canada. My favorite writers are all Jews. David and Solomon and Matthew and Mark and Luke. And you begin to get the picture. Bernie Loftick is more like a brother to me. He lives in Winnipeg, Canada. He was the first man that believed in me and encouraged me. My daughter-in-law is from Campeche, Mexico. Our director of international operations, the one you heard and loved so much this very afternoon, Chris Dunham, is from India. I represent a large Japanese company with a Korean president. Now think, just think, where my life would have been had I been racist. It's too horrible for me to even imagine what it would have been like. When we get along well with people, when we respect, we don't have to agree, but we can respect what they believe and understand that all of us one day will look forward to meeting the God who is colorblind. A few months ago, my son-in-law had a liver transplant. Do you think for one moment we ask if the donor was black or white or brown or anything else? Absolutely not. Acts 17, 26 clearly says we are all one blood. But did you know the DNA now shows that Adam and Eve started the whole deal? 
We're all brothers. That person seated next to you, uh, regardless of their color, is a blood brother or a blood sister. What you ought to do is turn to everybody next to you and say, well, hi there, sis, or hi there, brother. It's sure good to see you. You're being realistic and absolutely accurate. Relationships are important. Think about the relationships you have at work. What can you do to better serve your coworkers? How about at home? What can you do today to strengthen a relationship in your personal life? Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance. We have a lot of entrepreneurs in the What Drives You audience, so I've got a podcast for you, The Side Hustle Show with host Nick Loper. Nick showcases how you can make extra money through stories and ideas of regular people who made it happen, and that's what I appreciate about the show. We so often hear about the unicorn ideas, and we don't hear the regular stories of regular people doing fairly regular things, like Shelly, who started a travel blog in 2020 and now brings in 50000 bucks a month, or Lenny, who started renting out mobility scooters makes three grand a month. You'll hear stories of people reviewing Amazon products, washing windows, and you'll find inspiration from something that can work for you while you keep your day job. Check out the side hustle show on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app or at sidehustlenation.com. You can actually answer a few short multiple choice questions at hustle.show and get a personalized playlist of the episodes that'll be most relevant to you. The Side Hustle Show.